This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Highway on my podcast with Rocky Mayur and Abhinandan. We're back. Chal Liku. Are bhaiya hungry to bola hi nahi. Tu bol. Prashant ne bola bhai bol de na hum hum dono hum dono hi na wo dono bolenge na wo to are hum bol rahe hain. Kaun se rules hain? Kaun se rules hain? Kaun rok raha hai? Ye to podcast hai. इतना डायरेक्ट करने के बाद इतने एपिसोड डायरेक्ट करने के बाद इतना मेरी समझ आया कल थोड़ी जान लगा उसमें जस्ट फोकस ओके लेट मी टेल यू दिस आई डोंट हैव मच टाइम आई हैव अ होल डे आई हैव अ क्रू आई हैव टू पे फॉर द डे ओके इट्स वेरी इजी वन पर्सन से वेयर बैक द अदर पर्सन से इज वी हंगरी हाउ हार्ड इज इट सो डिफिकल्ट या ओके एंड प्रसाद बी इन द मोमेंट हियर डोंट बी लॉस्ट देयर इज अ कैमरा एंड अ रिकॉर्डिंग गोइंग ऑन ओवर हियर प्रसाद just emoted yeah like just 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 to be just reverse bring it from, reverse bring it from a bring it from a deeper point where if the audience has to believe you come on try again okay let's start again come on are we serious yeah. wait seriously yeah you're starting yeah i think you've already started what are you waiting for niku oh okay we've been we recording for four minutes now okay okay we are hungry i guess we are hungry i've never been ab aap bolte ho to ji hungry bhi ho jata hai And welcome to all of you to another podcast of Highway on my podcast. This is the show that takes you out wandering all across the country while we're all shut down right now. And let me introduce to you who gave you that half bake. We are back. We are hungry. The first we are back came from Prashant Sareen, who's our in-depth emotive director. Following up was assistant director, assistant producer, assistant of many many things. Abhinandan Sekri, also lovingly known as Niku, who's half Tamil and half uh, uh, Punjabi or Sikh, believe it or not. and uh, we also have mayur with us and rocket two of the biggest men in the food business in india and i am of course much larger than mayur that makes me number 1 actually <laughs> number 2 is bigger than number 1 but i'll stay with number 1 <laughs> thank you thank you guys do you realize this is the third episode we podcast we've started with potty humor yeah we really Please. need to elevate this but Talk. before before we get into this highway journey where we bring you the highway cuz you can go to the highway thanks to the lockdown i will just tell you what all our team here is going to talk about this is madhya pradesh there was one wonderful listener who said please take us to your home state so we said your wish is our command we will be going to bhopal gwalior the chatori gali of bhopal the laddus and jalebis of gwalior where we met a giant of a man a sports person's uh, a sports person whose un- uncle was one of the greatest sportsmen in india there was sarafa bazaar there was jabalpur there was khundra and of course the royal state of reva where rocky had a very interesting experience of royal cuisine and finally we will take you to morena which is famous for its dacoits and its gajak in the How desh ka dil okay let's not go to let's not go to orcha and ujjain let's let's not <laughs> yes the heart of the country is in nagpur by the way it is in uh, not anywhere else so i just want to put that out there while you guys are chatting okay so we will not go to the heart yet <laughs> the the center point the center point the geographic center, center point center point is in nagpur yes the yeah. center point is nagpur in fact we will take you there in a future episode which will have a lot of oranges but yes, the pradesh is desh ka dil desh ka dil uh, but th- th- we will take you to uh, ujjain and uh, um, which one did i miss meo orcha which is orcha. spectacular but please start off from the breakfast of champions rocky but breakfast of champions traditionally in india breakfast has been a sort of eat whatever is left over from last night and if you're going to make something new then make sure that is deep fried so it keeps you going through the whole day and i'm talking about the heartland over here i'm not talking about south india which has some incredible breakfast or the punjab which has some even more incredible breakfast 
I'm talking about the absolute Uttar Pradesh, Madhya Pradesh, heartland. And over there, jalebi, samosa, and deep fried laddus. Uh, I mean, okay, not the laddus are not deep fried, but the jalebi is deep fried. Uh, is and what breakfast it, is. Patent it, patent it while you can. Deep fried laddus. I don't think anybody's thought of that yet. Rocky brand manate. Rocky and Mayu's deep fried laddus. <laughs> no wonder all your businesses have failed and you were reduced to doing television <laughs> shows. <laughs> so when we reached there, uh, we met, uh, we, we went to a beautiful shop that has been serving this breakfast of champions to the best hockey players in the country that, that used to go down to the stadium just down the road. And I let Mayur give you the names. It is absolutely brilliant. I'm in awe of them. I think it was Bahadurah Ke Laddu and, and, and uh, the, the great, great Dhyanchan, the greatest hockey player that India has ever had. Or the world has ever had. Or the world has ever had. Yeah, world, True. world. Best in India, best in world. Um, he used to go there to eat. He loved their laddus and their jalebis. And then we met a very interesting character there. His grandson, was it? The giant? Grand nephew. Not grand nephew. I think it was his nephew. He was... Uh, was his nephew? It was his nephew, but not grand nephew. Because he must have been, when we met him, which I think is 2008, 2009, he must have been in his 40s of... No, he must have been in his 50s. 50s. Which means his father was Dhyanchan's younger brother. But it was an amazing coincidence that while we were shooting there and we were told this Dhyanchan's town, he uh, and the guy who owns that shop said that his nephew comes and he says no, he should be, he'll be coming anytime. We met him. In fact, if you sign up for the Homp newsletter, you will see photographs. We'll send you photographs of all these experiences we'll be talking about. We'll send you photographs of Dhyanchan's nephew or grandnephew. I think it was nephew. You don't have to necessarily write to us at homp2020 at gmail.com for just the newsletter. That you can just click on the link below where this podcast is on newslaundry.com. Where this podcast is, the page, there's a link. You click on that link and automatically a form comes up where which you fill and you'll get the newsletter. But many of you have written to us and shared with us some anecdotes from your life, from your travels, from your food. So please keep that coming in to homp2020 at gmail.com. Please do write in with your experiences. Many of you have. I'll be reading those mails. And whatever podcast platform you listen to us on, whether it's Stitcher, whether it's CastBox, whether it's Apple iTunes, please give us a high rating or a favorable review. The likelihood of others finding us is a lot higher. And the bigger we make this Homp community, the quicker we can get back on the road when Corona is behind us, which it surely will be. Sorry, guys. I have to keep plugging that. You go ahead with the food. Mayo. Wow. That, 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 that was awesome. Did you draw breath when you did that? <laughs> no. <laughs> I was like Michael Phelps. But I think the I think the breakfast of champions, apart from the fried laddus, which I don't <laughs> recall, but because they must be abominable. But poha and jalebi is a standard breakfast in that whole area. In fact, it straddles Rajasthan, Gujarat, Maharashtra, and Madhya Pradesh. You know, jalebi and poha is a standard breakfast, and and you know it's sweet and savory, and it's sort of. It's full of, and in fact, the whole idea of eating sugar in the morning is very prevalent, right? Because your body is able to sort of, you're low in sugar in the morning. So you have something sweet to start your day with. And that gets your blood sugar up and gives you the energy. That's why I guess it's called the breakfast champions. But the poha is really famous there. What I remember most about this breakfast that you're talking about, the poha jalebi, is uh, when we were on the banks of the Shipra River and we were in Ujjain that time, which again, it is in Madhya Pradesh, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And it was a cold winter's morning. Absolute fog everywhere. Visibility was about 10 feet. And after every 10 feet, when you were walking towards the river, we would come across these sadhus and these babas who'd been camped out there by the riverbank so that they could start some prayer. It was a, it was some holy day. And I don't remember what it was. You'll have to excuse me. I'm not a very holy person. I have 
no holes in me last time i checked except the important ones <laughs> oh dear must be it's like Get back to body humor focus focus i, I think it's you yeah i i never do this it's only you guys so so i remember that morning yeah going across sitting with the babas right on the banks of the river and that is timeless by the way i remember the streets were cobbled it was a beautiful morning it was it was like a timeless moment of india where you know it just has been that way forever and we sat down and we ate the poha and the jalebis and we sat with the baba and then i remember singing a song for him and he was thrilled when i sang a, this old song called meri pyari jalebi from hindi movies from the 1940s i think or the 50s i will not forget i must sing it rocky please sing that again and i have a oh, story here do you guys like that song oh, I absolutely love it. absolutely i love singing and dancing oh meri pyari jalebi ras bhari marzedar jalebi रस भरी अरे टोकरी मिठाई की और छोकरी हलवाई की मेरी प्यारी जलेबी रस भरी व्हिच फिल्म इज दिस इट्स वेरी ओल्ड मैन आई डोंट इवन नो व्हाट फिल्म इट इज इट्स आई एम ग्लैड माय ग्रैंडडैड यूज्ड टू सिंग दिस सॉन्ग आई आई विल से दैट आई वोंट फॉरगेट दैट एंड दोस ऑफ यू हु डू सब्सक्राइब टू अ न्यूज़लेटर द फोटोग्राफ विल बी देयर बिकॉज़ रॉकी बिकेम सो फ्रेंडली विद दीस बाबास दैट दे जस्ट गॉट इन द वे ऑफ शूटिंग एंड ही वुड नॉट शट अप he kept giving pelo ingyan about everything about our future about the future everything and you see this photograph that's been clicked i think by our ad at that time suppose i'm sitting in the middle and the baba and rocky are deep in conversation and i have this expression which is like can we just get back to it? <laughs> that that picture is but one thing about ujjain is it's really beautiful it's they have a ganga aarti which we also shot that is the ganga right no it's the sari what river is that shipra 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 with a k by the way it's a shipra shipra but they it's it's really sad cuz that rivers become like a trickle there's like this pond they have in fact they say because the river runs dry so often they let some of the water from a dam upstream come down so that it doesn't go completely dry and that huge aarti that happens in banaras and it happens in haridwar and we'll take you there when we do that there's a very small version of that but i really like the jain version because there are much fewer people it's it's a lot smaller it's a lot more personal uh, but there is something really quaint about it i like that experience yeah and and the babas will allow you to do the aarti yourself so as long as you wash your hands and your face and your barefoot they'll hand you over the the diya lamp and you can do the aarti yourself which i think is how religion should be you know if if you are going to believe in some antiquated old practice you might as well be involved in it just keeping people away is not a very sensible thing can't say party a broker sir party se seedha baat karni hai broker se nahi exactly <laughs> well there's ujjain fortunately has a place where you can speak to the party directly and you don't have to speak to the broker and i'm speaking of the shri mahakaleshwar bhangota oh jai ho jai ho bolenath boom bolenath he is speaking directly where we went for the you remember they had bhang they had the balls of fresh bhang and then they had the thandai or the jaljeera and you could have it and all those people and they offer shirts coming in then boop one shot and then they were off and it is visually really nice how they make that they are these glistening round balls that are green in color uh, which are bhang balls and i think these are all government approved bhang shops we tried a few in various parts there was one in jodhpur which had actually a hash chocolate and hash cookies also government approved but here they have it with milk and sometimes with water rocky and mayur tried it prashant did you what do you take no away I, i was driving don't forget <laughs> 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 that wouldn't be been very nice for you guys also i didn't i never try these things i never touch any of this stuff it is absolutely wrong the only reason why i tried it is because it's government approved 
And if the government has <laughs> approved something, you know I will do it because I'm a very government pro government kind of guy in my life. You're a government approved guy, and because if <laughs> role demand karega, to I lose character. Be play kar lunga, I bhang pee ke thoda naach bhi lunga. Abhi na thoda to bhare liye. It was you know it was lovely in that uh, in that morning. I remember early morning the, about eight o'clock we were there. Everybody who was going to work would just stop. And and this guy would just put one laddu in a glass, mix it up, and give it to them, and they would drink that bhang, and then they would go boom, alag niranjan. Each one of them had a different war cry, and I just realized the reason why India doesn't function very well ever <laughs> is because there were three hundred guys who had a big ball of bhang early in the morning. I don't and, think their senses would have come back till the evening. <laughs> many of them had a very sarkari absurd look. I can imagine them sitting and zoning out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, now you can understand all the tea breaks and the coffee breaks and the cigarette break and the lunch break and the post-lunch tea break and the post-lunch cigarette break and the post-lunch coffee break and the snack break. They, they, they do more breaks than anything else here, and that's why. <laughs> so let's leave Ujjain and um, let's get to Indore. Indore. Yeah, I've already, already indoors. It's, it's cold outside and mosquitoes are biting me. So I'm already indoor. <laughs> okay, now we will go to the other indoor, not in Delhi, Rocky's house. But the other one, the one thing I will never forget about Indore is we went there a few times. But the last time we went there, there was a one kilometer stretch. There were these five malls coming on both sides. It took us one hour to get one kilometer. I was like, I mean, I had not encountered traffic like that in Kolkata, Delhi, Bombay, Bangalore. That I remember. I'll, I remember that like one hour for one kilometer. Have you noticed something, Niku? For somebody who spent like seven, eight years driving all over the country and all. <laughs> You're mildly impatient when it comes to like little stretches which have a little bit of trap. <laughs> <laughs> Bangalore is horrible. This one is horrible. That one's horrible. It takes so long. I'm a... huh. so but the evening you... bazaar that I mean, it's you really see the love that people have in that city for their food. You know, I mean, as the sun goes down, the people come out and they hang out. You know, they chat, they have fun, they talk, they eat, they enjoy. And that whole, that whole Sarafa, is it called Sarafa? Bazaar? Yes, Sarafa. Sarafa, yes, Sa yes. Sarafa. That whole market is like just with just pop-up stalls and serving fantastic food. You know, it's each one doing its own thing, you know, one thing and doing it really well. Malpua's at one place, Jalebi's or Jaleba's at another place, you know, chart at, and the Bhutteki Keys, which is so unique mm -hmm. to Indore, you know, it's like you just keep, Cooking that bhutta until it becomes soft. It's almost like a halwa of bhutta, but it's yum. But Khaneka marketing champion is there, Rocky Bia? Ah, As soon as you enter Sarafa Bazaar, the first place you have to go to is Joshi Ji, the Vada Wala. And Joshi Ji is such a character. I don't know if you guys remember, he was like a Hazir Jawab, clever, witty, talking about things all the time. And his favorite question was, Aapko pata hai kyun? So he kept saying, Aap ek bite lijiye, phir main khaunga. I was like, Hain? Meri plate but I said, no, kyun? Pehle hum ko pesh karte hain, aur uske baad fir hum apne aap khate jab ek bari ho I was like, Joshi ji, ab kha bhi lo. He was like, nee, nee. <laughs> <laughs> He's the guy who also did tricks. He did the, yeah, yeah. I mean, his he yeah. used to pour the mirch and thing from like way up and all that stuff, right? He was making it appear from under his sleeves, and then he did that big twirl where he would throw the daiwala up to like mix it. They would come down, he'd be like here. Oh yeah, man, that's cinematic masterpiece. His chat preparation is a performance. And um, down the round from Joshi Ji, there are these jalebis which are as thick as like a giant's fingers, which are these guys finished, but yeah, I like had a bite of. They're jalebas, not jalebis. 
I think that was Gupta ji. Gupta ji ka jalebi, and it was uh, he makes one jalebi which is the size of a pan, and his claim is that a family of four can't eat it. Although our family of two finished it quite fast for the camera, right, Mayur? <laughs> We're not the typical Indian family, you see. The interesting thing about jaleba is that the fellow you tell him you want two hundred grams, two fifty grams, half a kilo, he will do it precisely to that weight. You know, he has so much, <laughs> he has such skill. That you tell him that मुझे आधा किलो का जलेबा चाहिए, he will make you आधा किलो का जलेबा, and there'll be no breaking and you know sort of doing any of those things. It's like done to that that weight that you want. So if you want to take it for like four people, you can just tell him एक किलो का जलेबा, he'll make a एक किलो का जलेबा for you. No, but so it's, it's, it's quite it's, remarkable. I mean, how he is able to figure that out. No, it is, but that he doesn't make a jalebi. He makes like a kesariya jalebi, and he no, makes it to your size. Yeah. I mean, they call it jaleba also there because no, the size is like huge. Jaleba is the guy we went to in Haryana. You remember we went? Oh man, Vito yeah. Who? I remember that. I remember that was huge. Yeah. Yeah. He used to make that. these 200 gram ki jalebis that they called jalebas. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, I could be wrong. But Gupta ji used to make the kesariya jalebi. I don't know if he's still there. I wonder if he's there right now. He was uh, quite a frail old man. Yes, but the last thing we'll talk about in Dhore is the ghamandi lassi. As tastes go, it isn't as you know significant as a uja lassi, but it is one of Indore's favorite thing. At least it was because it had a very interesting name. Did we ever figure out why it is called ghamandi lassi? Yes, he said he was so proud of it about how fantastic it was. He had like dried fruits in there, he had thick cream. You remember what else it was there? Was there? He had these green things, these multicolored little I think currants, currants and kishmish nori things for Christmas. Yeah, but Nico, are you sure we're not mixing that up with the Kanpur guy? फॉरगेट For example, I remember that the guy's name was Sunil. He owned the Gavandi Lassi, and he called it Gavandi because he used to put in like yogurt and rubbery and sugar and ice and you know a little bit of saffron. It was just like a phenomenal lassi, and he was like, "Hame Gavand hai apni lassi basically. Hame se Gavandi Lassi banate hain." That's how you should do food. And unless you've eaten it or drunk a full glass, you'll never remember all these things, right, Mayur? You ate, you drank about four, if I remember. It was delicious. But that 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 you could say about anywhere Mayur has drank anything. <laughs> True. <laughs> But we'll just take a now we'll take that road off to Morena. Uh, but before we take you to Morena, which is very famous for its dacoits, its amazing Bihar landscape. In fact, I think that um, Pan Singh Tomar type films are shot over there. Right. I mean, you can just imagine in the 70s and 80s. In fact, up to the 90s, there used to be dacoits there. uh but i had a couple of emails to share hey team hom i don't know if you guys will read this you must get tons of mail i signed up for the newsletter bro himanshu we read every mail every yeah. single mail is he the young man that wrote about the the whole uh, punjabi delhi different cuisine migrant yes that's yeah, the one yeah. see we Thank read it all mail. i've been watching hom since before i realized i had a passion for food thanks for being my first food gurus you guys were talking about getting this show back on the road well i started going around delhi food places a few years ago Recently, this idea has been brewing in my head. How much food culture has come to Delhi with partition? There are different subcultures and cuisines that pepper different areas of Delhi, and the range spans from 
apocryphal butter chicken to nandi hatti to national dhaba to the tawa martin in rajouri garden there is a whole layer of culture that comes with that and with that comes stories of resilience and enterprise so the punjabi migrant who is often decried as a destroyer of the graceful culture whole delhi is actually a dominant contributor to the rich and varied food landscape of the city i was wondering if there's space for an article series of videos covering the various rich punjabi migrant food and their stories in delhi going from layalpur wale standard sweet layalpur yeah layalpur wale standard sweet to chawdi bazaar to the mutton barra at khalsa there's a full universe to cover i was wondering what to think of the whole idea of the distinct punjabi food himanshu we would love to do this i think it's a great idea it's a great video. in fact it, when we come to the delhi episode some of the places you've spoken about we've covered but i'll let the food boys talk about that it's yeah, a really great idea actually because in all cities not just delhi but you know in cities like hyderabad and chennai and lucknow and all of these cities are enriched so much you know the different cultures sort of that went there from various places but delhi of course because it's a quintessential sort of refugee city you know where all the refugees from punjab came west punjab so there's this so much there well that's the beauty of being uh, in india you know every little town or village or district in india has got its own food specialties and this is not just true for the punjabis that came in from uh, what is now pakistan but it's also true for every other indian and that's the whole beauty of highway on my plate that we take you to these places where people know very little about the spectacular food that you get there i mean if you if you go to morena for example that we are talking about obviously this young man is from delhi and he's seen the punjabi culture and been to all these places and that's great but there are so many cultures in india i mean i now that we are in madhya pradesh i don't know if you guys remember this but after the shoot we were walking around and somebody told us khaswe khana khaswe and we were like what the hell is a khaswe they were like bada tasty hota khaswe i was like acha chalo we'll go so mayur and i sat in us i think all of us went there we all sat in our autos and landed up and khaswe was khaswe that all these uh, uh, sort of people who lived in uh, burma when they'd been thrown out of burma the indians they came down and they settled in bhopal and they brought incredible khaswe with them so we got this whole subculture of the food of burma and the flavors of you know old burma and so popular in that entire region and that's the beauty there's a thousand stories like this all over india uh, you know i i tend to go on about these things but it's just spectacular so that's madhya pradesh khaswe from burma authentic genuine flavors i mean any burmese would feel at home what are the chances of that <laughs> yeah so tell us about morena uh, morena is known for its gajak those of you who like gajak must have seen that morena ki khas gajak uh, mayur tell us about that road aramura the hot we were boiling and rocky and rocky starts sweating in about 8 seconds of you know getting onto the road so we have to quickly finish the shot before the <laughs> shirt turns wet and i remember they had to walk and it wasn't it wasn't peak summer but my god how that sun beats down in morena man because of the because of the it's it's just baked earth here there you know and it just sort of heats up so quickly and the beer is that what is that the hindi word yes, beer i think it's called beer yeah beer it's like a moonscape kind of thing is so surreal yaar when you can just imagine the cops like scratching their head ki ye kahan bhag gaye yaar ab is taraf jaye us taraf jaye Well, that that was the great thing about the Bihars was that they were in three different states. So these guys could get away into uh, UP or Madhya Pradesh or into Rajasthan, I think. Yeah, wasn't yeah, wasn't Rajasthan, Dolpur, yeah. that whole area, Dolpur, so Karoli. You had these fantastic Bihars. You could just jump into one and run out of sight. And it's almost like being underground, yeah, because there were so many tunnels. And for those of you who don't know what a Bihar is, a Bihar is like uh, it's it's like you know a flat landscape which has been riddled. with passageways that are about 30 40 feet deep into the ground 
So when you stand on top, you can see nothing. But when you look down, you see these little channels. Almost like water has made its way there because of erosion, wind and water erosion. And if you get into one and you know your way, nobody will ever find you. It's like a maze in there. And that's why these decoits were so hard to catch. Because if if the Rajasthan police was after them, they would go to Madhya Pradesh. If that was happening, they'd go to UP. And they are the only ones who knew their way around here. So, pretty cool. Hence the term rats in a maze. In fact, if you've seen the film Son Chidiya or Pan Singh Tomar, it really looks exactly like that. But Mayor, tell us about how that, we have beautiful photographs there, there in the newsletter of how that gajak is made. It's a visually spectacular experience. Before we get to how the gajak is made, do you also remember that we participated in a little morcha? There was all there was a big strike going on there. Yeah. <laughs> and, we were, and we were like at the back holding gajak in one hand and like striking the guys like, Aapko that shot made it uh, to the show we were shooting where there was this, I don't know, some protest happening. These boys joined it. But uh, the gajak, I will tell you, it's one of my favorite desserts after a meal and especially after I got high sugar and diabetes. Uncle You know, I can't have ice cream, but I have that half a piece of gajak. But when you see it getting made and if you're a stickler for hygiene, you may not eat it. Yeah, but ah, the, whole so. visual, it's, the whole visual is really, really beautiful. I mean, just think those liquid sheets of jaggery with sesame and all thrown in. And then if you remember, they had those wooden sticks and those people sitting around, they pull it and they stretch it and they pull it and they stretch it. And you can actually see the caramelization start to happen. And then they're whacking through those giant wooden mallets, the hammers to like flatten yes. it down. And the only thing is when they're flattening it with these hammers, they're walking in that same area and it's not very cool. So I'm assuming some... Sweat between toes finds its way to the gajak. <laughs> just, just a guess. Definitely. That's where the flavor comes from, by the way. <laughs> but, <laughs> but more importantly, it's like the skill that they have. It's very rudimentary. You know, their whole method is very, very basic. But the skill that they have, remember on the wall, they have this huge nail in the wall. And then they take this hot liquid sugar, literally, and they'll put it on this nail and they'll pull it. And then they'll put it on this nail again and then pull it. You know, it's basically just pulling that sugar again and again and again. And when it becomes just the right consistency, they'll take it, put it in a bowl full of toasted sesame, uh, toasted sesame seeds, roll it all in and then beat it down and cut it into that fantastic gadget. So it doesn't take very long to do, but it's, it's a lot of, you know, in, in that 30, 40 minutes that they work that sugar and the sesame into that sugar, in, into the into the liquefied gur, uh, it's it's a lot of mehnat, yeah. It's a lot of mehnat. And so you need to, strong hands, strong shoulders for that. To paraphrase what Mayur and uh, Prashant have said, they basically take this liquid jaggery and sort of glucose, which is like flowing water, and then they start cooling it and whipping it around. They stretch it like a rope, like a, like a thick rope. And to be able to stretch it even better, they start throwing it on this hook in the wall and pulling it. So they throw the rope on and then they stretch the rope out. And they keep doing that till it cools and becomes this perfect elastic shirt, which is when they dip it into the sesame and then beat it into sheets. And that's the gajak that you eat. And it can be done with almost any flavor. And that guy was famous, I think, because he had a lot of dry fruits in his gajak. And he had this really airy gajak. It was like the most beautiful gajak I've ever eaten. There. And, and it's, it's because of this concept of hawa pani. Right, Mayur, you want to talk about hawa pani? So pretty much everywhere we've been to and we've asked anybody that's doing any special food and you ask them like, what's the secret? Why is this specific dish so tasty here? And they'll go, hawa pani. Like you idiot, why are you even asking? Don't you know these things? Hawa pani. Just the fact that the air and the water of a particular place and it, it makes sense, right? 
different right. different states, different thing, different types of pollen, different bacteria. The water has different minerals and elements, and that's why no matter how exact a recipe can be with a lot of these dishes, you make them somewhere else with the exact same recipe, it will not taste the same because the hawa pani will be different, and therefore the sweat will be different. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> the person who explained this best was the Dahibala Wala at Sendra, but we'll come to that when we go to Rajasthan. So, Rocky, take us to Reva. There we had a royal household host us. Fantastic meal, fitful kings, literally. They had secret recipes. Uh, how was that? How was the food? The mighty and astonishing kingdom of Reva. The great people of Madhya Pradesh, bows and arrows, beals and tribals joining the army. To create mayhem in, in oppos opposing armies, I can remember that. And all led by able kings. And that is where we went to in Reva. We went to the palace. The current king was very generous with his time and with his recipes. And he agreed to meet us. And, uh, you know, for all his efforts, young Abhinandan or Niku, as we like to call him, <laughs> walked up to him and he said, uh, so, uh, so I just want to check with you, sir. What should we call you? He said, well, my name is uh, my name is Maharaj Pushpendra Singh. No, right? Pushpraj. Pushpraj. <laughs> now my I see. Is, now I know the. <laughs> my name is Pushpraj. So he said, "Yeah, but no, Niku goes, yeah, but must be a shorter name. We can call you. Can we call you uh, Pushy?" And he was like, uh, "No." How was with you, man? He was just an imposing, large man, and you're like Pushy. Well, what do you think he is? Like your cricket buddy from Eton? <laughs> so just just saying. It, I didn't go to him and say, can I call Pushy? What happened is we were shooting and when we were shooting, I am tend to be in a hurry. So I say, Rocky, do this, Rocky. And I'd call him, sometimes i call him Pushpinder. Sometimes i call him Pushpesh. <laughs> and I could get, he was, I could see he was getting irritated. So then I said, can I just call you Pushy? He said, Pushpraj. Very properly. How was the food? You guys spent of three hours eating there. No, 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 we no. didn't spend three hours eating there. It, it took three hours to make it. We spent about 15 minutes eating there. Indra Ahar. Indra Ahar, correct. I'm, I'm, I'm trying desperately to reach into my memory and see. It, it had like nine different types, nine or 13 different types of grains and in it. And he said, you have to combine them in a certain way. And then it came out as little dense cakes. It's called Indra Ahar because food fit for Indra the king. And I remember he had a, a helper who had been with him for generations. And he said that there's this particular kebab that only they know the recipe for. And it's like the royal recipe. And they got it for Rocky separately. I remember because Mayur is vegetarian. Yeah, it was fantastic. But I have to say that Indra Ahar, Indra Ahar was something quite astonishing. I think it was five or seven dals that they combined with the, uh, uh, you know, to, to make that thing. And they sort of make it like a kaju katli, like a kaju barfi. They lay it out and it's really thick and heavy. And then they cut it into pieces and you eat it like that. It's almost like a kaju barfi, like a thick kaju barfi. And it was absolutely astonishing. But what was most spectacular was the setting. I remember we were in an old palace overlooking this beautiful lake. And on the other end of this lake were these temples, you know, and I still dream about that sometimes. If... Somebody had to make Jungle Book or one of these very typical Indian sort of Hollywood movies again. Yeah, it would be a that, fantastic set. That set would just be perfect. Right. Yeah. So I felt right at home in Reva. There were these lions. There was obviously a lot of history, a lot of action. You know, it was perfect. I loved it. In fact, and that's how we went to that Shere Punjab Dhaba, which was really, I mean, I felt really at home over there. You remember that, guys? <laughs> I have to tell that story, but before we get there, Rocky, uh, Prashant, did you have the Indra Har? Did you eat the? No, no, I, I didn't have that. But 
you know that setting was quite spectacular i remember it very 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 clearly and i think we've got some pictures of that also and yes. there was this river and people were diving from these balconies into the river people were doing water yoga you know uh, I, and and i remember uh, push pushpraj or pushpendra pushpraj <laughs> pushpraj pushpraj explaining to us that the ghats of reva are actually designed like the ghats of banaras so so if you can't go as far as banaras you can just be in reva and you can come to these ghats and you know get the flavor of banaras a very atmospheric place that whole setting was quite spectacular the balcony where we sat in the veranda that we sat in and we had that meal okay so um now reva since we were there we said do we have to shoot one more sequence i said where does everybody go rat ko you know we should go shoot that sequence yahan par there is a sher e punjab we'll go shoot there so we decided to go shoot there as rocket mere shooting you see a small town like reva doesn't have much by way of entertainment at night so most men figure let's just get drunk and pick fights so <laughs> so although in all fairness people in gurgaon and delhi also do that but to lesser extent <laughs> so as rocket mere was sitting there saying the lines in english because the show that at that time we were shooting was predominantly in english send his guy from the back says are angrezi mein kya bol rahe hindi wala hai kya kare just basically being obnoxious and you know unnecessarily provocative rashtriya bhasha hindi hai hindi mein bol le rashtriya hai hindi mein bol le so i was like dude okay i was just hoping that these two you know uh, junglies and of course prashant who's on a hair trigger now and then so uh, it was hoping... an indicator of things to come wasn't it so now we have twitter <laughs> now we have twitter right so i was hoping everyone be calm but rocky displayed such maturity he turned around and said you know channeling every bit of the zen that he had in his toenails or wherever it was that little iota bit left aisa bhai sahab hamare bhai behan jo dakshin prant mein rehta hai jaisa tamil natak aur karnataka unko hindi samajh aati nahi unko hum kisi bhasha mein to batayenge unke liye bhi to tv show ban raha na sirf aapke liye ban rahi na wo angrezi samajhte hai to uske liye hum angrezi bolte hain aur hum hindi bol lete hain hum dono language bolte hain aapko ek bar hai aap samajhte hain unko tv nahi dekhna chahiye आप लोग क्या कर रहे हैं यहाँ पे खाने पे भी कोई टीवी शो बनाते हैं क्या हम बेकू समझे आपको सो बाय दिस टाइम आई यूज्ड अप ऑल माय पेशेंस सो आई वाज लाइक हम लूटने आए हैं इस जगह को जो तूने करना है कर साले तू बता मेरे को क्या चाहता है तू तेरा खून पीऊ मैं बाय दिस टाइम द कैमरा गाइस एंड द एडिटर्स हैड ऑल मूव्ड टू द बैक ऑफ द ऑफ द ढाबा एंटिसिपेटिंग वायलेंस But of course, luckily those guys realized that uh, it was either we shoot a food show or we drink their blood. So they decided to let us shoot the food show. <laughs> that was good fun. But that was Reva. We shall head to Bhopal, where surprisingly, at least surprising to me, we had amongst the best biryani we've had all over the country. I didn't know Bhopal was well known for biryani. But before that, Deepak Jyot, your email was lovely. Thank you for writing in. Deepak says. Hi everyone, Dr. Deepak Jyot Singh from Fatehgarh, Singh, Punjab. I'm a radiologist here, big fan of Rocky and Mayur. Lovely podcast. Would love to see you guys back on the road. So sharing pics of my hometown, floating restaurants in Sirhind. Pics were taken on the 8th of August, 2020. No, it can't be August. Jan, Feb, March, April. Sorry, April. 
4 is april na 8th of april 2020 zamindara dhaba still serves free lassi lucky dhaba has been renovated so sharing pics from the internet regular list of laundry so he has nice. shared pictures of zamindara and that sirhin that's what's lovely about creating a podcast where we get a community together who can share pics and experiences from your hometown is it the same has it changed or has it not so thank you for writing in deepak jyot really really wonderful to receive your mail ab bhopal ka batao sir kahan le ja rahe ho aap hame bhopal is almost entirely a meet show at least when we did uh, when we uh, went to the chatori gali and then rocky's new favorite discovery yeah i mean bhopal has a famous eating joint it's like the sarafa bazaar in indore in bhopal the famous place is a, is a street called chatori gali and chatori is best i can tell is just somebody who really likes to eat and drink and lick the plate wipe the plate with his tongue because he loves the food so much that's like chatori chaat chatori that kind of thing so bhopal is very evocative with its food it's a beautiful city of magnificent lakes it's wide open vistas beautiful roads alongside until you get to chatori gali which is narrow you can smell meat roasting in the air there is all kinds of food from heaven that is everywhere and i remember we started with a paya soup to get the appetite going and what a nice thick heavy paya soup this guy was making now it was winter when we went there so remember that there were also guys doing a lot of kebabs on the side but you know we we sort of weren't able to shoot that we went with the paya soup and the paya soup is extraordinary because soup made with the hooves of a goat and stunning and we started there we went on to kebabs we had rotisserie chickens we had arab you know chickens from the middle east we had the different kinds of food from all over the place which we exhausted and then we turned around and we walked the opposite side of chatori gali away from it opposite across the road and that road leads to jamil hotel and now i will pause to take a deep breath in reverence well, while he's paused i just i just want to check are you allowed to use the words guys and kebabs in the same sentence yes so far <laughs> <laughs> But Prashant, you are a photographer, a, a keen photographer, and a foodie both. I remember this uh, place Rocky is talking about. It was really, it was a, it was a cinematic experience as well because there were these like forty, sixty watt yellow light bulbs, and under each of these there was someone selling something, and there was a lot of these rusks and naan khataiz. Naan khatai. Did you spend more time eating or photographing? I don't recall exactly, but I, I remember sort of. picking on the naan katai i think i think rocky had hogged all the meats to himself <laughs> so uh, and we didn't spend that much time i think the crew did not eat there for some reason i think we were running short of time or we were moving on from there so yes. after we taken the shot uh, we we had moved on we had moved on so we didn't stay there the crew we we ate at the hotel unfortunately i missed this jameel i remember the place very well but unfortunately i didn't really get to taste the biryani Yeah, we have a real problem. We used to have a real problem with lighting in the in those times, and the light had gone. And while they were setting up, I remember walking out and walking to these little stall owners. So along Chatori Gali and op- opposite it, when you go to the Jamil Hotel, you'll find these little little sort of uh, you know people who live on the first floor. They make all these breads and biscuits and naan khatai and all these things. They bring them down and they put out a little chair and a little table and they sell all this stuff from there to. augment their income and the whole city comes there to buy this stuff so we we found this little boy and this little girl who was selling the most incredible rusks and uh, baked breads of all kinds and they'd hung up a little lamp above their heads and they were sitting on a table and they, they said ye jo naan khatai aur rusk aur jo biscuit hai ye hamari ammi ne banaya aap kha ke dekho and we 
actually took a bite. It was the most incredible snack that you will ever get. And we bought out pretty much the whole table within five minutes flat. You know, and I've been back there twice trying to find those kids. I've never found them again, but I'll never forget how good that rusk was. It was uh, it was saffron and elaichi rusk, and it was to die for it. We ate it I, for the next five days on the road when we were driving. I remember we bought like the whole stock here. Yeah, I remember we bought dabbas of that and we just kept eating as we drove. But now, but but I've been holding my breath for a long time. So now we shall talk about that, which must be spoken about. The best biryani in India, dear brothers and sisters of India, doesn't lie in Kolkata or Lucknow or Hyderabad or Dindigul or, or Chennai or Karnataka or anywhere. It lies at the Jamil Hotel in Bhopal at the confluence of influences of biryani from all over the country. The one biryani that is accomplished and complete in every aspect. It is a beautiful, delicate, varied in flavor and color, an ethereal, aromatic, beautiful biryani where each grain of rice makes a line and flies gently into your mouth as the sound of harps and flutes plays in the background and cool breeze blows over you. But Rocky does not exaggerate. I will say because I remember trying that biryani as Rocky shot because I don't know Rocky. I like biryani a lot, by the way. One of the few things that I really like and Rocky said, you have to try this. I did try a few bites of that in the middle of the shoot. It was magnificent. It was truly an outstanding biryani. And to imagine it was in a such a nondescript shop as opposed to, you know, the paradises and all the other big biryani famous things we've been to. You know, there was this little place in the middle of this gully. Unbelievable. It was truly a gem that I wasn't expecting. This should generate a lot of emails. It's going to be interesting because Rocky's put it out there. And now hopefully we'll get lots of mails from people in Lucknow and Kolkata and Hyderabad saying, Kya baat karo yaar? Aap biryani is the best. <laughs> yeah, and please, we have never showed nor eaten nor... Well, we've eaten it, but we haven't really talked about it. Is that Paradise Biryani that you referred to? Please don't throw that name around like that. We didn't. <laughs> We have not put it on the show ever, guys. So before you attack us, there is nothing of that sort on any of our shows. But uh, but Jamil Biryani, yes, it used to be legendary. There was a little shop or dhaba where you could sit and eat it. And next to it was a little room which was filled with giant cauldrons in which biryani was being made. It's a, it, it's a beautiful kachi biryani in the sense that, well, we'll talk about biryani details later. But it was being made over there in different, lots of cauldrons. And they were serving one at a time, super hot coming out. And there was a line of people waiting to grab it. So as soon as it came out, one cauldron came out, it would get emptied within five or ten minutes. And these are huge, possibly about 200 plates of biryani in each. And it was just a mind-boggling experience. I hope it's still there. I hope that guy's still there because it was really one of those food highlights that I'll remember for the rest of my life. Right. Shant, you missed it. Sorry. I tell you, man, if he had spoken <laughs> so much about it, I would have gone back the next day and had it. He <laughs> <laughs> Okay, one more little reminder before we move on from Bhopal. Uh, I, I, I like Bhopal because when my father was in the army, he was posted there. We were, Bairagad was the cantonment and we used to go to TT Nagar. So just going back to the lake was fun. But yeah, um, we had great bhuttas also. I remember that. But we have an email now from Karthik S. Kumar. Hi, Abhinandan and team News Laundry. You guys are doing a great job. I watch all your podcasts on YouTube. I've also been a viewer of Highway on my plate ever since it first went on air have bought Rocky and Muir's book too, which was named after the show. My favorite episode was pretty much every episode in the first season. But one episode I liked a lot was a lot where in Rajasthan, a bull started to chase tourists that completely cracked Rocky and Mayur up. If you could describe <laughs> the experience in your next episode, 
that would be great also like the rishikesh hardwar episode of rocky and muruvena quest for kaddu ki sabzi love you guys <laughs> thanks karthik thank you so much for writing in uh, we shall tell you about the kaddu ki sabzi chase i remember are there rocky remembers but after a while we were saying that maybe there's no such thing we were wasting our time <laughs> but but we'll talk about that when we get to the uttarakhand episode but uh, we found it we found it finally he did find it but i don't remember about this bull started chasing what happened you guys remember that was in jaisalmer and and we'll we'll talk in detail about that but it was in jaisalmer Oh right. my God! Was that was that, that, was that after you had gone to that bhang shop and had that bhang ka bhang cookies? And then we had gone to that eating the the place we were shooting in. You guys couldn't stop laughing. No, I mean that whole episode was like insane. But the gentleman saved that for Rajasthan. But yeah, yeah, the gentleman a very special story of just getting there. I will never forget how Pushan got us there. But uh, yeah, now please, Mayur, tell us about Orcha. You have fine international cuisine. You have traveled to eighty countries and trekked in seven continents. That was the first place back then where we got Korean cuisine, where you couldn't even get it in Delhi. Something called kimchi. Yeah, I mean that was the first time I'd had kimchi, uh, at least in India. And then, and they had a whole bunch of stuff there. I mean, they had Israeli food also. They had, I remember, uh, Rocky tried a shakshuka at, at one stage. But yeah, it was surprising. They had bibimbap and uh, some some really um, dishes that even till date I've not heard of in, in Korean cuisine. which i think was was sort of a mix between korean and israeli food yeah israeli also yeah and and I, and i remember we we uh, for dinner we went to this place that had that whole view of the palace in ocha and mm-hmm. right at the entrance there was that old lady their granny and she was cleaning out those jasmine flowers and they said yes. you're lucky you get those vegetables made with the jasmine flowers so yes the, the the korean bit was surprising but those jasmine flowers that sabzi did we eat it Yes, I, yeah, we, yeah. See, we ate it also. Actually, it was unforgettable. Did we eat it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the reason why you know it's like if Orcha is unique. It has one of the most beautiful landscapes that you will ever see in your life. And if uh, you're, if you really want to experience what India would have looked like a thousand years ago without any interference, Orcha is the place to go to. I remember Prashant woke up early in the morning despite driving for hours just so that he could. Go out there and take photographs, right, Prashant? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. It's it's and and the temples are very different from any other temple that you find in North India. You know, the temple architecture is very distinct and different. It's almost Thai. You know, it, like in its sort of very sort of skinny spires going tall into the sky. It's it's very different from anything else you will see in terms of temple architecture anywhere else in North India. Yeah, so like Rocky said, it is stunning. It looks like the full town is still intact, like it was a thousand years ago. Highly recommend Orcha. The only thing is that I wish we as a people could keep places cleaner. I was quite disappointed to see that some place that's so beautiful has so many little pockets of garbage dumps lying around. But it is. I mean, I did not know anything like Orcha existed till I went there. It's it's a trip. Are you planning to leave Orcha? Because we're forgetting two more beautiful memories from Orcha. Yes. No, 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 no! Don't, yeah, don't yeah. leave Orchas yet. Yeah. Don't leave Orchas because because I remember going to a really quiet cluster of five or six temples that was in the middle of a big crossing or courtyard kind of thing. And in the baking afternoon at two o'clock in the afternoon, there was an old beggar. He was like a blind guy. He had cataract in both eyes, and he sat there and he was singing Ram Lagan Mohe Lagi Man Ho Gayo Be Ragi. 
in this Ek Tara, and it was one of the most haunting tunes and voices that you will ever hear. And I think we have a recording of that somewhere, Prashant. You remember? We did. We did record it. I don't. I, did we use it in the episode? I don't recall, but we, we did record it. Yeah. We had that recording, we, and we have lovely yeah. pictures of that sequence. Yeah, yeah. And incidentally, that was not the only musical experience you guys are forgetting. When we had dinner at that Rama Raja restaurant with the jasmine flowers and stuff, the owner's friend he said. My, my friend does shairi and he sings old Hindi movie songs. Yes, we had a musical he came evening. He with us and he sang songs for us. Uh, but what's really sad is Orsha is really stunningly beautiful. Trust me, if you haven't been there, you should go there once. But the river that runs by Orsha is, it used to be a perennial river. And when we went, it was a trickle. And we were told that during the monsoon, of course, it's a great rush. But that river often dries up in the summer, which is a pity. And if that happens, you know the ecosystem there could get affected so adversely that probably Osha won't be able to sustain the kind of tourism that it does get. But it gets a lot of international tourists, which is why there's so many authentic Korean and Israeli food places there. Yeah, I think the river is the river is the the, the river is the Betwa River and that's the one I think runs there. But uh, Betwa, that's, that's uh, correct. Orcha reminds me a lot of uh, of uh, Goa in some ways. I mean the food they've taken is from all over the world of the tourists who actually come there and stayed because I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, Ram Chandaji goes there at night to sleep at the Ram Temple in Ocha. And that is the legend sort of thing. Here. So that was why there are so many people and that's why Ocha is still so important over there. And uh, it is just lovely. Yeah. People come from all over the world and they stay. It's got that magic that some places in India have, like Goa has, for example, or, you know, Om Beach has. or So Ocha has that magic. And people have been stuck there from all over the world. So you get Dutch food. I remember there was a lot of Dutch food. There was Israeli, there was Korean, all kinds of food. We had panakok with mit honen for breakfast. The thick Dutch pancakes with like, at that Shiva cafe, I think it was called. <laughs> so, from Orcha, I would like to steer our journey towards Jabalpur. Uh, but before we get to Jabalpur, I have a request. Do write in with your experience to Homp. 2020 at gmail.com that is h-o-m-p 2020 at gmail.com and share your experiences tell us what else we should talk about where we should go when we get back on the road when this coronavirus is behind us and hopefully the world looks a lot better than it is right now since you can't get to the highway through this show we want to get the highway to you we want to build a community of people who really value treasure experiences that travel gives you whether it's through food through meeting people, interesting people, interesting places, and interesting cuisines. So be a part of this community. And we shall have various interactions. Hopefully, once we get out there, we can have little meets across the country with hompers coming and being a part of this journey. We shall keep you posted on that. Meanwhile, if you're listening to this podcast, go to newslawney.com and where this podcast is, there's a link below. If you click on that link, you will automatically get a form which you can fill in and you will have registered for our newsletter. You can also mail us. But we will send you that same link so you can go directly and check out that link and subscribe to the newsletter. We, we should share photographs and other experiences that we've talking about. So, uh, where were we guys? Please tell us, where have we reached in Madhya Pradesh? Okay, my favorite memory of uh, Jabalpur has got to be meeting the king of good times. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you remember, we were at that Chopati Night Street food market. They had that market, they had all those little stalls, they had... Uh, they were selling bhelpuri, ice cream, chow mein, all different sort of street food in the evening. And a lot of people gathered there. And we were going from stall to stall to figure out 
But I'm Ray, Mayur, what was the king of good times, Vijay Malya doing in a place in Jabalpur by the street? Uh, Evading the ED. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure our producer asked the same question because at that time Kingfisher was sponsoring the channel. We have this drunk guy who walks across a couple of times in there like in between Rocky and me and the camera. And he knows that he's doing it. And then Rocky suddenly reaches out and says, you come here. And then he stands in the middle of us and he's like, here's the king of good times. The real king of good times. I'm surprised they let that through. I don't think it went through. It was cut. I think that was cut. But he was this little guy with this happy face. He was tight. tight And as Rocky and you each time they'd try to say the line, he'd do this twirl and dance across camera. Then he'd wait for them to start the line again from the beginning. Then he'd twirl and dance across it again. And then until Rocky out him and said, that's the real king of good times. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, it's, you know, there are many different kinds of people that you'll come across in the evening in India. One of them is the kind that's completely drunk. But even the drunk ones, there are two kinds. One is the ones who want to pick a fight. And the other ones who are just having a blast here. They're so drunk. They just want to have a good time. And this guy was that drunk. So he was dancing. And every time the director would, uh, you know, Nico would shout, action! He would come dancing in the middle like the whole setup is for him. <laughs> so it was impossible to get angry with him. Yeah. I mean, nobody, he was, he was really cute, chota sa, you know, really slim, small guy. And he kept dancing in the middle of the shot. So finally, I said, listen, yeah, you want your two minutes of fame? Come and stand over here. Come. And he stood there giggling and dancing while we called him the king of good times. And then when we stopped, he danced away. And then he was gone. <laughs> then he was gone, right. I'm, I'm sure it was left there. I'm, I'm 100% sure. I wish we could go back and see that episode and we'd find that we left it in there. But Jabalpur, we also once very unexpectedly, I don't know, it was for the same show. We went there for another show. We were there in the day. And if I'm not wrong, it was a Buddh, Buddh Purnima or something. I think, I, I don't know what it was. And there is the marble rocks in, uh, and what's the river, Prashant, that passes through the marble rocks? The river is Narmada. Yes. So there they had this festival and there were thousands of people. Those of you who will subscribe to a newsletter, you'll have the images and the photographs because we have a lot of photographs there. Thousands of people were coming there and doing some offering to the Narmada. And there were, these, there were some tribes who were there. They were dancing. It was one of those bonuses that we hadn't planned for. We hadn't planned to be there at that time on that particular day when everybody gets there to dance. But it just so happened and I'm so glad. That was a fantastic sequence. Completely out of the blue, unexpected. That's the incredible thing about traveling in India. It doesn't matter. You know, you just have to get off the main highways and get down. I mean, A, that river was astonishing. It had no defined banks as such. It had huge waterfalls. And where we were standing, the spray of the waterfalls was reaching us. The water must be falling at least 70 or 80 feet. And it was thousands of people just dancing and chanting and drums. And, you know, there were tribals everywhere. It was the food was incredible. There were millions of people just milling around the water, touching the water. I mean, I, I, we don't even know what it was because we were so caught up taking photographs and just lost in the moment. And that is the magic of India. And that's why you need to get out and away from all this organized chaos and nonsense that you see. Because that's not where you'll find the real Indians. The real Indians are found in these magical places, in these magical moments. That's where they sit. That's where they live. You know, being religious or pious or going to the mosque or the church or the Gurdwara or the temple. It's not about organized religion. It's not about a political party. This is a part of who we are. It's about the essence of every Indian and it lives deep inside us. So this ceremony, whatever it was, it had millions of people and they were there to celebrate life and to celebrate their religion, not to, not to show how strong it was or scare people or threaten people. And it was so beautiful to be part of it. You know, you were just caught up in that midst of that 
fervor and that love and that joy. It was just a magical moment. I'm I'm fairly sure there were the Dumadar Falls. Yeah, at the Beda, we had gone to Beda Ghat. Beda Ghat is the place uh, where you have the marble rocks and Dumadar Falls. You're right; they're called the Dumadar Falls, and it's a beautiful spot. And we didn't take the boat ride. Did we take the boat no, ride? No, we, we didn't, didn't take the, the boat ride. ride. We didn't have the time for all that. No, because but of the boat ride, you have to go down. We were like, right, up to... Dwadar Falls actually falling down. Right. To take the so boat ride, you have to go down. Narmada Aarti happening. And yeah. uh, there were hundreds and thousands of people there right. on that day. Yeah, and so, we, were, we were in some kind of Ferris wheel or it was a zip line or it was a cable car or what was it? Yeah, because I remember sitting up there just getting sprayed by that water. Yeah. What was oh, it? No, we were, we were standing basically... There's this, you know, observing area like uh, where the falls are actually going down. And why they're called Dhumadar is because the volume of water hits the river with such force that the splashback is a cloud like Dhuma. Yeah, so the mist, yeah. So that mist, it's all water. So we were standing right there where, you know, it falls over and all of it was coming up. You felt like you were, you know, flying, but you were actually just standing with this railing. Of course, if you lean too forward, you'll probably fall in and die, but... No, I had I had actually taken those uh, Bhang Gota tablets from that guy, 12 of them. And every day I had one in the morning. So I was pretty much flying through the whole shoot series. <laughs> <laughs> but it was legal. People, it was it legal. Was legal. It and was approved. Approved by the government. <laughs> yes. So before we leave, there was this one guy who fried his hand with his yeah. big moustache. We have photographs actually, he, he didn't fry his hands. He, strangely, he didn't fry his hands. He was frying pakoras, but he dipped his hands in that hot oil, but his hand didn't fry for his some hand reason. hand didn't fry, so he was known for that. They were behind him. It's a small shop behind him. There are all these articles about him. So imagine this big kadahi, and there are these pakoras frying, and it's like boiling, and he just reaches out and grabs it. Yeah, I don't know how he did it, man. Oh, no, hang on. Let's get the details, because the devil is in the details in this case. He was called Deva Mangoriwala, and because he was known for his the, mango, the moong dal pakoras, and he would do that. And then if you remember when he was sitting, he had this rope there next to him. And then he had a photograph of his Guruji. Mm-hmm. And then when we said, okay, can you show us for camera if you put your hands in there? He did this whole prayer to his Guruji. And then he put his hand in, into that boiling oil, got the pakoras out. Rocky wanted to check. He touched his hand. It was like really cool. And then Rocky was like, maybe there's something wrong with the oil. Then he went and put his thumb in there. And he's like, oh, it's hot, it's hot. Came out with a big blister on the edge of his thumb. So, before we end Madhya Pradesh with whatever other inputs you have, I had just a couple of mails. One is Pallav Nanda, one is Sangam Nayak, and one is Fahad Muhammad. Guys, thank you for writing. I don't have the time to read your complete mail, but I will just do the nichod of each of these. Pallav says, Hi Team Homp, I'm writing from Perth, Australia. Thoroughly enjoyed your podcast on Punjab, felt nostalgic and hungry. If you ever hit the road, please skip Amritsar and go to other cities in Punjab. Let's explore Malwai food and Dwabba cuisine. This is for Rocky. Stop generalizing Punjabis, please. All sorts of people live in Punjab. As Nikku said, India is a land of generalization. Like Betia Dhyan se jana, drive carefully. You guys are doing amazing work. Stay home, stay safe. Regards, Pallav. Thanks, Pallav. I'm glad you made you think of home while you're in Australia. Stay home, stay safe. When all this shit is behind, come down to India and travel. Maybe we'll bump into each other on the road. Sangam says, hi, Rocky and Mayur, sir. Oh, but wait, wait, stop, stop. I have to answer this young man from Australia. I will journalize the whole thing. I will carnalize the whole thing. And I will kaptan sing the whole thing. Because you see, I have a Punjabi, so I can journalize whatever I want. Don't tell me what to journalize. No, but uh, uh, jokes apart. If we are joking about something, take it in that spirit. It's uh, 
I am I myself and Mayur and uh, Prashant and Niku are all from Punjab. So you know, uh, take and dissimilar as hell. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dissimilar as hell. But uh, just our pet name should tell you here. Yeah. But Nick, I mean, Abhinandan's pet name is Niku. Mine is Rocky. Prashant's is <laughs> no. Move on. Mayur's is. <laughs> Happy, well, happy, happy thing. Not that we are generalizing, but we've got a happy Niku and Rocky. So, <laughs> what does that tell you about Punjabi surnames, about pet names? <laughs> then, Sangam goes on to say, Hi, Rocky and Mewur, sir. Well, you are surely not the gem of this podcast. He's talking about me. So, yes, clearly I'm not. We are back. We are hungry. You have no idea the smiles these words brought back to my face. I remember back in 2010-11 when I was still in class 10 and was new to YouTube. He has seen every show Rocky and Muir have put out on YouTube across, you know, genres, food, travel, everything. Two energetic, charismatic, food-loving beasts eating and talking and cracking those jokes. Although almost all were PJs, but man, so funny. Uh, then a few months ago, he came across News Laundry and saw Abhinandan's interviews. And what a wonderful surprise that you guys all connected from the back. Thank you so much. Thank you. Godspeed. Love, Hom. Keep going. Did you say connected from the back? No, no, I just, he oh. hasn't said, I'm just saying that. I'm paraphrasing, yeah, you guys also are. Yes, it is, in fact, it is our motto. We are one for all and all for one. Our motto is never leave your friends behind. <laughs> so, Fahad Muhammad says, just finished listening to Punjab episode of a podcast, loved it. Someone who's visited Amritsar for the first time as recently as the end of Feb. I must say, your chats took me back to the Golden Temple, to Kesar Kadhaba. And all the kulcha places. I'm totally against his disdain for kulchas, but I agree with Abhinandan with regard to how calming Harmandar Sahib is, even for non-Sikhs. Being away from Delhi at a time when Delhi wasn't really calm, long chats with the Bhaijis and the Prashad counter and also with the kitchen gave me much needed assurance that humanity is well and truly alive in this world. As a side note, I think you guys missed mentioning the A1 Kulfa and Lubhaya Ram Am Papad. Let me confess, I never watched the show when it aired, but in the last two years, I've watched almost every Rocky and Mayur show, video there is. Thank you, Fahad, for your mail, for your support. Hopefully, we shall all create a community where we believe food, peace, travel is as good and as worthy of worship as idols are. So, on that note, tell us what we've missed in other Pradesh, boys. No, no, completely. We, we've actually, we, you know, we leave out a lot because it's just not possible to keep talking about all the places. We left out Lubhaya Ram. We left out the Satrangi Golgapewala right next to him. Uh, and there are so many other places that we left out. I mean, Makkan Fish, we didn't really talk about. We just mentioned it briefly. So, but the, the point is not to cover the whole world in every detail. The point is to just have some fun and, you know, sort of go back and memorize, you know, just remember the old times and the fun times. And uh, hang in there, Fahad. I agree with you. I think 95% of Indians are really good people. And 4.9% are a little misguided and 0.01% are politicians or politically driven. So that's... <laughs> they, are the only one, they are the only ones who are messing it up for the rest of us, man. But we make up 99.99% of this country. So don't you worry about it. They just make a lot of noise, but that whole noise will die down soon enough. And we'll get back to being the beautiful, all-encompassing, unified country that we were whether we have always been and we will always be in the future. So, tell us about this Khundra Chaurasiya Dhaba. This was, I remember it was by the side of the road. By the way, guys, Madhya Pradesh has long patches of nothing. So does 
a lot of parts of india but up less punjab less but you'd be surprised at the amount of nothing you can come across while driving through andhra karnataka even maharashtra one of the most magical postcard places you've come across is in maharashtra guys remember we have photographs of that also yeah. where you know we said rocky and muir it would be a great shot if you just walked into the sunset and there was this mist it was lush green view we there in the monsoon and i just thought it would be nice if they sat together and chatted while we took shots of the back end and rocky and said like what you want us to hold hand next <laughs> and coming to put my head in mayur's lap and sing but i just thought it was a anyway we'll come across that into maharashtra so tell us about this khundra chorasia dhaba and there's a lot of nothing in madhya pradesh just letting you if you guys go for a road trip there'll be lots of patches where there'll be nothing for miles from what i remember about the chorasia dhaba it was it was especially the bit after we had the meal uh, we had a very interesting conversation over that meal rocky will remember because he was deep in the, with with the truckers but we then they had they were making this pickle from this saw fruit called the kadam and they had it on a tree i don't do you remember niku yes and rocky was supposed to deliver a line and say one something kadam and ek kadam pe aa jayega and then huh. multiple takes cuz he kept missing the fruit yes. and you have to keep bleeping out stuff he like had to do it again and you actually left it you left all the takes and the detail i think it's <laughs> the first time in i work my plate we actually left all the the behind the scenes <laughs> i remember the scene No, it was. I mean, there are there are so many eateries that you end up going to because there's absolutely nothing in the way, and they're not you know they're not special. They don't have any highlights. They're not brilliant, but they serve a really important purpose. And that this is one of those places. Jorasia was one of those places. All respect to those guys there. I mean, they couldn't be like doing really good, great business or you know making a lot of money by being there. But they hung in there. They're hanging in there. A lot of truck guys. A lot of people stopping and having food. and uh, you know I, i think we all in this country need to say thank you to so many people who look after us at different times in small ways i mean right now at the lockdown you know a big thank you out to all the doctors and all the nurses all the medical staff all the hospital staff they're really putting their life on the line for all of us here think about it i mean it's a really hard job and there are idiots who will not even let them come back to their homes because they'll bring the disease into our housing society and these are people who are on the front lines i mean they're fighting for us so so you know there are lots of people doing this there are heroes everywhere in this country and as long as you do your job with complete dedication and love you're a hero as far as i'm concerned and these dhaba guys who are up 24 hours morning night evening just serving food passionately and sincerely they are like heroes for me I, you know we may forget them but but people like me will always remember and give a thumbs up so all hats off to chorasia dhaba and good job guys wherever you are he's forgotten niku he's 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 made a very good speech and it's a very impassioned speech and i completely support everything he said but he, he's forgotten about all the jokes because remember the dhaba and the dhaba dhaba there was all the truckers they were bathing and stuff they said a dhaba we had this whole chat about how dhaba is not just a dhaba but you can bathe here and then we made all these jokes about how we have to bathe and then we sat down and spoke with the truckers and they were grumbling and they told us the whole system of how the whole highway works and how the cops make sure that the tolls are cleared and and how the bribery works it's a very well oiled system it was a long chat and they had this big that, from the side they had these big tanks where they can bathe and wash their clothes mayur you are absolutely right in fact you recall he also told us and it was a revelation to us till that time we didn't know about this that truckers will stop at specific dhabas because over time they have a certain you know relationship friendship forms a relationship of trust and they will often loan money to these truckers if they run out of money on the road you know which they return on their trips back so it is it's it's a very well oiled sort of a system 
where the truckers and the dhaba wala sort of support each other you know and uh, and the truck the truckers will bring supplies to their dhabas and the dhaba wala will give them you know in money in case the trucker runs out of money on the road so it's it's a it's a support system for them yeah yeah, yeah not just that so i mean it's beautiful that's why it's so beautiful and that's why these places need to be celebrated and we you know they need to stay alive because imagine now going on one of the super highways now that we have in india and stopping at a big branded uh, food place and saying I'll, i'll i'll eat my burger but i'll give you the money next time i don't think you're going to do it so this sense of community that's always been there by the road so important to preserve that yeah. Yeah. no and not only do they not only do they loan the money if they want there's also these are like stops where you can leave luggage for a guy who perhaps wasn't able to pick it up you can leave your clothes for laundry and pick them up on your on your return trip you can uh, leave letters for people other truck drivers who will come and pick it up when they're traveling on that route uh, you know they there little information places where they tell you about what the what the problems are on the route ahead the road is broken if there's any sort of uh, issues going down there so very very important places and you know these are places that truck drivers need to be able to survive it. so you know big good guys good guys but at this dhaba other than learning all this what else we learned was that rocky's jumping abilities get compromised after a heavy meal at the dhaba <laughs> because he was supposed to finish his last line and this like mayur said this fruit is called the kadam fruit and it was there and he was supposed to jump off this pulia grab the kadam fruit and land and say one kadam for mankind or some kadam i mean some you know bad pun rocky was one doing. small step for man and a giant kadam for pickle a giant kadam for pickle so <laughs> so each time he took that jump he missed the kadam fruit and it abe 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 that we had to do the take again and he had just eaten a big meal so i was just hoping he doesn't vomit by the last day <laughs> but it was a good run it was a good trip madhya pradesh also surprised us in many ways at least it surprised me because kadam kadam milakar ek lambi journey banti hai mere dost that's why i had to keep getting each kadam <laughs> until you guys can take that journey when we have beaten covid the world together i think one thing covid has shown us that the world can come together you know some philanthropists have put in a lot of money to find a, a cure until you can get on the highway we will bring the highway to you right into us with your food experiences with your journey experiences to home2020 at gmail.com that is h o m p 2020 at gmail.com we're trying to create a community of a few thousand of us who enjoy travel food and like rocky mayur's amazing journeys where they take us all around the country and even overseas and we will get them back on the road and this time we will all do it all together let's evolve that idea let's get to that stage until we do do write in get on newslaundry.com go to our podcast page of highway on a plate and click on the link it'll give you a form and you can fill in that form and you will get the newsletter with photographs anecdotes and all that we speak about and also please send us photographs yeah it's always fun to see your photographs guys whatever your selfies your family photos eating at dhabas traveling on the road any nice photos just sort of help us pass the time as well we'll appreciate all of that uh, and of course food very important it'll be actually cool if people started taking dhaba food also like instagram style you know yeah like they do their everything everything they shoot in on for instagram now before they can bite into anything it awesome nice so do that yeah send that to us guys take nice photos of dhaba food or whatever nice dhaba food photos you have send them to us and we'll try and put them up somewhere yeah. so somebody every will be able to see them so we're going to leave madhya pradesh now next episode is going to be arunachal which is one of the most magical journeys for me But before we take you to Arunachal in the next episode, let's get the food court, lads. Ujjain has bhang and Reva has Indra Aar. 
we've met a drunken man and it wasn't at the bar no matter what clothes you wear or how you look or whatever be your bhesh it is always wonderful to talk about madhya pradesh you may have heard stories from rocky mayur but the most important one was from your nani kyunki bundele har bolon ke mu humne suni kahani thi khub ladi mardani wo to jhansi wali rani thi by the way that comes from i'll just tell you we didn't really jhansi doesn't have any spectacular food but we were we had stopped at jhansi arme choku and rocky mayur were eating and these young boys came and they saw all the cameras by the way those this cameras should be really big if you see the bengal newsletter you see one shot of all of us at the camera and you see how big the camera was today of course cameras are tiny and these boys came and they said kya kar rahe ho ye wo so uh, i said batao tum jhansi ke ho tum sunao apni poem and they said they didn't know the poem i said tum jhansi mein rehte ho aur tumhe poem nahi aati they said aapko aati hai and they were shocked when i just pelted it out from memory <laughs> yeah yeah in fact and i remember they went home and they called their mothers and there were two ladies and their daughters and they came out and all six of them stood and rattled it off perfectly after that they said <laughs> हम यहाँ की हर एक लड़की को पूरी की पूरी पोयम आती है भाई साहब एंड इवन द किड्स न्यू इट द लिटिल गर्ल्स एंड वाज सच अ ब्यूटीफुल मोमेंट देयर द यूजलेस बॉयज डिडंट नो इट द यूजलेस बॉयज डिडंट नो इट देयर द फ्यूचर किंग्स ऑफ गुड टाइम्स फ्यूचर किंग्स ऑफ गुड टाइम्स थैंक यू गाइस अप टू नेक्स्ट टाइम थैंक यू फॉर टेकिंग अस ऑन द हाईवे अगेन एंड रीलिविंग दोस मेमोरीज गाइस प्लीज टेक केयर योरसेल्फ स्टे इंडोर्स स्टे सेफ we will try to uplift your spirits during these times and when the going is good we shall all head out again oh my god bole babam one big goli of bang and good night to all of you good night all the news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform please subscribe to news laundry help us keep news independent to catch all our podcasts on news pop culture current affairs and sport visit newslaundry.com follow us on facebook twitter and instagram and subscribe to our youtube channel